Last time on Cloudfall. At long last, the party has landed at Lore. They had a highly educational conversation with Huber, the Prime Archivist, about knowledge on their island. The Tortle living on the Isle of Lore have learned to record conversations within magical wooden jars, and those jars line the shelves of over a hundred towers around the island. In order to gain some of that knowledge, the party had to share their own. Though, when it came time for Journey to speak, she may have revealed more than she meant to. Just a few minutes have passed since Journey had her vision, memory, experience that you all got secondhand. Doran is still standing near the front entrance of this little yurt, this hut where you all shared your stories, kind of fanning it, trying to get a lot of the smoke out of here. You can feel that cooler, crisper air cycle into this room as a uh, sort of heavy silence sits between all of you. April is trying her best to keep things calm and uh, is basically asking if you guys need anything, if she can help by any means. Journey, are you okay? Aaron kind of scoops up Journey's hand and just tries to pat it like it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I, I think maybe I just had a weird reaction to the smoke. I don't, I don't know. It's not something I've ever done before, so I, I, I think I'll be okay. I, I, maybe we should just get out of here and... Come back to it later. Yeah, let, let's get some air. Um, Aaron kind of helps Journey up to their feet and then um, starts walking out the door. Um, April is right behind you, and as you step out, she says, I'm terribly sorry for the experience. I, I'm going to go make us all some tea, and I'll be right back. You, you have a sit here. And she gestures to a large uh, juniper log on the ground. Better not be anything funny in that tea, April. <laughs> It's Earl Grey, if that's okay. Hmm. We have that in fantasy. All, all tea <laughs> tastes the same, so that sounds good. How dare you, Doran? It you does. don't even understand half of no, what No, he's a... correct. No, absolutely not. Everything has different flavors. Your palate is so unrefined. I can't even believe it. Earl Grey is a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never met him, but if he makes good tea, then I guess that's all right. Um... Did you did you all see what what I saw? They didn't see it. They all heard it. Could we see the rest of the memories? Uh, only if you're the one telling the memory do you see it. Oh, so the rest of us just hear mm-hmm. the telling. Mm-hmm. The the jar is closed, Journey. So, um, do you know what that creature was you were talking about? It was. It was just something, something from my past. Something, you know. I I lived on the edge of the Feywilds, and 
you know, met all sorts of strange beings and creatures. And that was just a strong memory that I have kind of floating around in my head. And I think it just got caught up. Well, it, it kind of seemed like you, you, you had like a panic attack or a nightmare or something. And, and you just kind of stopped breathing. I, I wasn't afraid. It was just a just intense, and I, I think I, I got a little lost in it, but I, I'm okay now, I promise. Did that creature bully you into doing something? Did it threaten you? Did No, 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 not at all. Everything mm. Everything's fine. Okay, if you're sure. The last thing it said to you, what, what was it again? We were just saying hello. Doran, don't pry. I'm not the, okay, all right. Piping hot for whoever needs it. Um, April approaches with a uh, small wooden platter with a bunch of little circles in it where teacups can rest securely. She approaches all of you, and at that same moment, a lot of the mist here starts to dissipate. You get a rare moment of sun down here. Being in the second layer of the clouds, it's not common that the clouds break enough to give you a real sunbeam. But for a moment, you can see really far out onto this island. Um, where you're standing now, uh, you can see down a little bit into this low valley, and you can see for about half a mile um, some clear rock spires and other cliffs here. And then you see something that potentially none of you have ever seen before. It almost looks gelatinous, this creature. It's circular in nature, but it's got these draping tendrils, and it's floating very slowly, very lazily through the air. You see April kind of smile to herself. She says, bright bobs? Do you get bright bobs on the mainland? Uh, I've never seen one of them before. If any of you have had ocean experience, you might have seen jellyfish before. These look almost identical, though much larger, and they seem to kind of harmlessly float through the air. After you see the first one, you notice another 20 of them floating close behind in a small cluster. Are they dangerous? Certain varieties, certain colors. You don't want to get into the tendrils, but these are quite harmless. I do not care for these creatures. <laughs> they kind of look like snot. They make excellent soup. Ugh. I look at my tea carefully. <laughs> <laughs> she just smirks at you. Uh, what, what kind of soup? How do you... You have to catch them. That's the difficult part. We have these poles that we use to tangle the tendrils. If you can scoop one out of the air, you just sort of blend it up, and uh, you can cook it with herbs and a good uh, helping of salt. I am fascinated. They can be quite bitter if they're not in season. You only want the large ones. Do you um, sell that soup anywhere? I'm sure you could get a taste. Thank you. I'll, I'll look into it. Ah, see here, another rarity. You see something that looks like a small cat, but also kind of like a squirrel at the same time, and it's clinging to the side of the mountain, and then you see it just jump off and spread its arms, and it's got these little glider wings under its arms. But after that, it sticks out this giant fluffy tail, and it's so big, so much bigger than the creature itself, in fact, that the wind catches it and just casts it up into the upper strata again. She smiles and says, much more rare. A cloud kip. Oh, <laughs> I want so one. <laughs> the cloud kip. Do you make soup with those? <laughs> she looks at you with just righteous fury. She says, no, you don't harm the cloud kip. <laughs> okay, okay. So rare as they are, 
perhaps the most coveted pet in all the clouds, and yet they never stay still. They're so cute. I am worried this has derailed our long-term mission. (laughs) 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 Everyone wants to get a cloud ship. New mission now. (laughs) If you got one to stay with you, you'd be the first ever. (laughs) How big are they? They, They're like pretty much like (gasps) perma-kittens. Even better. (laughs) Poppy and I go on a mission to find and catch our own cloud ships. (laughs) We get a bonding episode. (laughs) She says, yes, we've got quite unique fauna here. Many of the creatures here depend on the magic of the bismite. They rarely leave the clouds. Does every Skyland have bismite like this one? They do. It's what keeps us aloft. What happens if they mine out all of it? Oh, surely we would plummet. We take a careful measure of the bismite we have. Lore is especially rich. We have much more than we need. We'll float for another 10,000 years. Wow. I am certain no society would ever mine more resources than they need. She smiles. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Poppy. Yep. Poppy. Yes, sir. Poppy, you see another thing, an alien thing, perhaps a creature, perhaps not, but very familiar. You see a spiral-shaped shell on the ground. It looks a lot like an Echo Bell. Did I drop? No, it's right here in my pocket. But it's a little different also because this one is connected at the opening to another spiral, another Echo Bell. They're in kind of a curled S shape. It's mating season. (laughs) April walks over to it and uh, picks it up and very delicately snaps them apart. And you see, uh, not the prettiest sight in the world, uh, a large collection of very tiny slugs or snails crawl out of their shells. And she kind of gently ushers them onto the juniper log. She says, yes, Echo Elks, quite lucky to have spotted this. I was looking at it because it looks like this thing I have. Indeed it is. However, yours is um, a work of artifice. Yes. These beautiful creatures, they resonate at a very specific frequency, and they spend their entire lives seeking a mate that resonates the same. When they meet, they mate and die and fuse together to protect their eggs, and when they're ready to hatch... They leave behind two entangled shells that will always speak to each other. Just like how this one does? Indeed. However, yours, the frequency was forced. It seems somebody performed magical work on this to force the frequency to pair with another. Okay. It's really no different. We use these frequently here. She shows you on her hip. She has an echo bell of her own. And they only ever... Speak to the the pair. Correct. Are you um Are you gonna keep those? Oh uh no, I think you should have them. Do, are they? You said they were rare. Um, it's rare to find them in such perfect condition and at such a good time, but not rare. We have these by the hundreds here. Okay, so I'm not taking like a. Uh... Evans, no. Okay. Whew. We all get plus one am- animal handling? Yeah, like yeah. after the animal lesson. Animal <laughs> lesson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they work by the slugs crawl into your brain to communicate. 
<laughs> she shudders and kind of backs off. An no. earwalk. So now we have another pair. Yes. Nice. Yep. You've got another set of Echo Bells. Cool. What time is it, April? Uh, she squints up at that brief moment of sun. She says, we're well past midday. You must be getting hungry. All this talk of jellyfish soup. <laughs> How could we not? <laughs> I do really want to try that. In that moment, you all hear a very distant bell, like a large bell. But you also hear the bell coming through April's echo bell. A lot of bells going on. You hear this chime go off through the echo bell and out in the world. And April says, ah, let's take a seat. Why? Okay. okay. Guy looks around. <laughs> uh, she plops down exactly where she is. She says, uh, just another ritual of the island. Um, once each day, we take six minutes in which we do nothing. We observe and appreciate. It is forbidden to make progress. Please. She like pats the ground next to her. Aaron looks really confused and like slowly sits down, kind of like shifty eye at everyone. <laughs> April's just kind of like staring up at the cliffs and she says, The stones here are beautiful. I often wonder how many thousands of years they've stood. Does that count as doing something? No, I'm simply appreciating. But appreciating? No, um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Calm yourself, guy. Just simply observe. Check in with yourself. Very well. Guy also sits down and looks shifty eyes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Can I still drink this tea or is that... Making progress on the tea. She closes her eyes and gives you a slow nod. Okay. I sit down next to Guy and flop onto my back and watch the jellyfish. Mm. Sorry. Uh, bright bulbs. Bright bulbs. <laughs> How long have you been here, April? Uh, I am getting on in my years. I'm 37. <laughs> 37. <laughs> <laughs> I spent every day on lore. Never had a heart for travel. So we've only met uh, three here, and I'm not sure how many others there are, but... Um... Hmm. It depends how many of our lore hunters are on the island right now, but 50 or so of us in total. Okay. Lore hunters? What are those? On occasion, we do send out some of our lore hunters to... Seek out knowledge and bring it back. Oh, interesting. So it's not all travelers coming and dropping off their knowledge. Indeed. Are, um, are all of you uh, your kind? Yes. It's rare that we get non... Well, it's rare that people not like us show up here. She says, now let's just take a moment to observe, shall we? At this point in the adventure, you've all been through enough to have earned another level. <gasps> yes! <laughs> <laughs> we should meditate more often. Yeah, yeah. that's I'm all gonna, it takes. I'm going to meditate five times a day. <laughs> uh, 
so now, being at level four, you've all gained a little bit of extra power here. Since we've never done like a thorough check-in with the actual players behind the characters, I wanted to take a quick second and just talk about uh, your abilities and what you've gained recently. I will go first as Doran, if that's all right. Yeah. Uh, so. Sorry. Who else would you be checking in as? <laughs> I'm just reiterating this so everyone keeps track of it. I think I'll go second as Aaron. <laughs> Otherwise, they don't necessarily know uh, which voice this is, you know? No, so. no one could possibly know this. <laughs> so Doran is a bard, and I chose the College of Eloquence. That means I am focused on social skill interaction stuff. I do have a rapier. As far as spells go, I focus mostly on, um, again, kind of social things. I do have healing word, which is a bonus action healing spell, and then really kind of like buffs and debuffs primarily. For the new level, I increased my charisma and added minor illusion, and then uh, picked up suggestion, which is a spell where I can give a statement and then I can basically ask someone to do something that's like not going to directly cause them harm, but... So I think, let's hear, uh, in terms of like buffing and debuffing, we saw you do silvery barbs in the fight with Diver, right? Yeah, that's where I can turn a successful attack against an ally into a reroll and then give an ally advantage. That which spell is, is so good. It's, it's it ridiculous, yeah. 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 Um, very good spell. But um, then I also have like sleep. I have calm emotions, which is where I can like target an area and cause people that may be hostile, for example, to calm down. Enhance ability, which hasn't come up yet, but that basically lets me kind of buff a particular skill or attribute for a character in some sense. Did you also cast Command against Diver earlier? I have Command and Misty Step coming from a Fey Touch, which is actually a feat. Mm -hmm. And that has a story element to it that may come up. Yeah, I think we also saw you Misty Step a couple times now. Mm -hmm. That's not normally a bard spell, so that, that's coming through the feat. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. Uh, Guy. So Guy is multi-classed, which I don't think anyone else is. Not yet. <laughs> He's got one level in Warlock, which gives him some of his more flashy dual hand abilities. Did you say fleshy or flashy? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes. I just hit my third level of Paladin, which is his other class, which means I got to pick my oath. I've picked the oath of vengeance. Classic. Vengeance. This gives me two things to do with my channel divinity, which is abjure enemy, another fear effect. I've got like five of those. Yeah, so basically uh -huh. your whole bill is to try to instill fear in your enemy. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing it can do is vow of enmity, which is very good. As a bonus action, you can utter a vow of enmity against a creature you can see. Uh, you gain advantage on attack rolls against the creature for one minute. Nice. So you basically declare one person your nemesis for a little while. Yep. Um, I get a couple bonus oath spells, Bane and Hunter's Mark. Nice. I want to go over uh, Form of Dread. You've done that once, I think, so far. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. That is the Warlock skill. It's described as you manifest an aspect of your patron's dreadful power. Yeah, it's kind of a transform effect. I gain more hit points. When I hit a creature with an attack roll, they have a chance to be frightened, and I am immune to the frightened condition when in this form. <laughs> I'm just using this as recon to ruin you guys later. Yeah, <laughs> no. Puppy, go ahead. 
Um, in addition to being able to make magical food, I also took the chef feat, which gives me the ability to make treats to give people temporary hit points or regain extra hit points on a short rest. You're expanding your repertoire from simply baking to all of yes. culinary pursuits? I'm adding more health food. Just when you think Poppy couldn't be more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting rounder. <laughs> um, I also learned and prepared two new spells. Mm. I took Create Bonfire for a cantrip because I learned a new one, um, which creates a bonfire. Is that what it does? Yes. <laughs> but if I cast it around a person, they have to make a save or they take fire damage. So oh, it's geez. like... That's a sneaky good one. I know. <laughs> but I can also just use it for a campfire. <laughs> and then I also took Aid, which uh, I can bolster my allies with toughness and resolve, um, which also ups hit point max. So you and Doran on the buff squad. Yeah, I somehow made a bard out of a wizard. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Let's do Journey. Journey is a very druidy ranger. I'm not multi-classing, but I did do Swarm Keeper as my ranger type. The Fae Buds being your swarm? Yeah, so the Fae Buds are my swarm. They can cause damage. They can do some other stuff too. And taking that as my ranger type gave me access to magic in addition to the access to magic I have because I'm a furbolg. So I've got some invisibility stuff that I've used before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all of the spells that I have are either like hiding or disguising or making me more naturally damagey. Mm. So okay. the the primal savagery is all about like teeth and claws and like the thorn whip is all about vines, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So very much in theme. For my level, I, I put all of my ability score increases into dex. That's all I got. No spells. <laughs> Rangers don't have a lot of spells. <laughs> we'll finish off with Aaron. So Aaron is a rogue and a changeling. Gasp. No, just kidding. <laughs> Big reveal. For the fourth level, um, the only thing they got as a rogue was ability score improvements. So I just put both points into decks. My uh, roguish arc- archetype I chose was thief. So I have some extra things that um, help me steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've seen that in action a couple times. Yep. Um, including fast hands. And um, I also chose second story work, which lets me climb with no extra movement cost. Um, and I can run, I can do a further running jump by additional feet. Parkour. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> I didn't know you had that feet and it worked out so well in yeah. the last session. Yeah. yeah. So I can climb real good. Cool. And then, yeah, I feel like it's kind of funny because I think Aaron and Journey are super similar, but very yeah. different. Mm-hmm like people mm-hmm. in the game mm-hmm. um but also like sneaky killing machines yeah. is our mo <laughs> so um yeah we're gonna murder you while you're not looking so watch out uh Aaron, i think this would be a good time also to acknowledge the forms that we've seen so far we've seen Aaron, the middle-aged elf woman but mm-hmm. we also saw trindle breath back in <laughs> farewell yeah I forgot we gave her a last name. Breath? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah. last name was Breath. God. Uh, um, and a couple times now we've also seen a child. Was it the same child? No, so the child is just kind of a randomization mode. When you need the sympathy of others kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Tiny adults. Just yeah. any of the kids' parents murdered. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I picked this one today. These are, these are forms you often take? 
Yeah, so I think children in general, it's just easier to trick people, but I don't necessarily have like a specific child I'm impersonating, but Trindle is based off of an actual um, person in the game um, who is a noblewoman in the city of Farewell, but Trindle was used before by Aaron to get up to some shenanigans when they were part of the Blight. And so. now all of Farewell thinks that Trindle is dating Doran. Yeah. Or engaged to Doran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, but I have a couple other, I mean, main changeling forms that will come out in the future. Um, but Aaron, as a changeling, can change into anyone, anything. They don't have to have seen them before. The more time they spend with someone, the easier it is for Aaron to impersonate them. So. Okay. With that, the six minutes are up. The bell rings again. <laughs> and uh, you are all really getting into it by this point. It wasn't long, but it was just long enough to resolve the thoughts that you were stuck on to empty your mind and to really look around. When that's finished, April collects all of your teacups and she invites you back for uh, bright bulb soup later that evening. Mm. She gives you a deep bow, uh, apologizes again for the scary experience that you all had and uh, leaves you to your own devices. Uh, you've got the run of the island. Tower 13? Tower 13? <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> 13 was the evil one. I'm kidding, Poppy. Yes, they said that one was against the rules. It's cursed, Doran. Well, maybe. Well, I was thinking during our six minutes. Yeah? It's not a fully formed plan yet, but what if we were to ignore the rules and enter the tower anyway? Do you guys, did you not hear her say cursed? I mean, I'm inclined to believe people when they tell me things. Honestly, I've always just wanted a cat, so I really feel like I need to investigate the cloud kip a little bit more. <laughs> I was worried about that. Well, I mean, Guy, I, don't, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but do you consider yourself cursed? Uh, I do, in fact. I've said this before. I don't like it when he talks about himself like that. Well, I mean, what harm could come of learning more about curses? Especially for Guy here. I, I don't know. We have two weeks. I'm I'm open to it because, yeah, I think it's important that Guy can learn what he needs to. Yes, I would not ask anyone else to join me. I think that investigating the tower might be a good idea, but I wonder if we should wait until our ship is back on the way. That's what I was That's thinking. Good, yeah. Just in case we do get kicked off. Aaron nods and says, Cloud Kips it is. <laughs> well, I did have one thing that I wanted to do, but it's just by myself, if that's all right. Does anyone know how to hunt? Yes. And not hurt? Yes. That seems like not, hunting hurts. I mean, you it guys, always hurts when you hunt. Well, catch and release, right? I'm pretty right. sure they said there was food here. Well, no, we need to get the cloud kip. Oh, right, right. Need. <laughs> we need I, one. I'm just going to run this quick errand for myself really quick. I Are you also going to look for this cat thing? No, I don't want a cat. I think Insight that... check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 23. I don't want a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, if anyone wants to come with, they can. I'm just going to have a moment to mourn the bud that was lost. Oh, that's totally fine. Uh, if you need space, that's okay. I just I just feel like I need to have a moment with the buds and sitting here and thinking about 
everything that happened in the past days, I've just kind of let that get away from me, and I think I need a moment just to acknowledge what happened. Very well. That's totally valid. We'll leave you alone. You, any of you are welcome to join me. It's I just didn't want to make you join me. It's such a fantastic game of like, uh, like oh no, you can well, all come. Uh, oh, we, we wouldn't would. dare. <laughs> do you do you want us to? Do you want company? No, no, no. It's it's all right. I just it's all right. Journey's backing up and like has her hands up. Like it's all right. I didn't need anybody to come with. I just didn't want you to feel like I was leaving you out. I'm just gonna walk around this way. Okay. And I'll see y'all later. My question to all of you is, is Aaron still there when you all turn back around? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're asking us or are you asking I'm Aaron? asking Aaron. Okay. Let me roll. She's asking Dice. <laughs> I'm asking Dice. Yeah, Aaron's still there. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was pretty clear that Journey wanted us to not go with, so. Um, what right. was in Tower 13, Dorn? I look around make sure April's not nearby. You good? That's the one thing they told us not to do, and that's the oh, cursed tower. Which one was the one, the true crime tower? I don't know if they told us, and I feel like true crime just kind of, for some reason, loses its, like, oomph. That's not really, I don't know. We'll have to ask Hubert about that, but maybe we want to just scope out Tower 13 and see if anybody's there, just to see. You know. I thought we weren't going for two more weeks. No, we're not going to go inside, but just to, like, See with the number and know where it is. I'm not going. I don't want to get cursed. Poppy we- needs to help me on a very important mission. I want soup. To get a cat. Soup. Okay. You well, should steer clear, Poppy. I will be all right. Guy and I can go. And then if you mm-hmm. two want to look for a cat instead of comforting Journey, that's that's fine. I want soup. I'm going to get soup. Okay. Aaron shifts into a turtle. Um, and then walks off into the woods. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I didn't know she could do that that fast. <laughs> Let's go with the first one to take action here, Journey. Journey is just going to walk to the nearest, I guess, edge of any sort of cliff or anything. I don't. It doesn't necessarily need to be the edge of the island. Mm-hmm. You end up on the west end of the island, um, close to but not quite on the actual edge. Um, this is a large, like, sloping hill. It's a little unnerving because sometimes it feels like you're about to roll off the island, but mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Um, there is a, a wind blowing at your back, uh, kind of tossing all the tall grass here. Yeah, Journey just sits down cross-legged and shakes her hair and lets the fey buds all kind of come out and swirl around in the air. And then she just kind of sits and looks at them and, you know, reaches up her hands and lets them land on her hands and takes a moment to comfort them and to take comfort from them as they all went through something really traumatic that she didn't really have a chance to process before now. Just taking a moment to breathe and yeah. As you're sitting there in the grass, when you're lower down it's actually much quieter and there's much less wind rolling over you and the fey buds, even in the daylight here, you know, they cause a good deal of like color and light. It's very pretty to watch them kind of swarm around and they disperse and move away from you and explore the island a little bit on their own, just in the 50 or so feet around you. And they come back to you and begin to circle you again, and very suddenly, your vision is clouded terribly because another cloud has rolled into the island and uh, has taken away this little bit of sunshine that you've all gotten. 
perhaps even scarier now knowing the edge of the cliff is so close to you, but you can't exactly see it at this point. Those fey buds are casting colorful little bursts of light in these clouds, and it's very easy to see them at a distance, but they swarm back to you, and that's the point at which they all acknowledge what had happened. Their initial excitement about the island is gone, and they gather into a loose circle. And they're not exactly joining hands, but they are having a communal moment. I smile and take a last deep breath and then gather them all back into my hair and carefully make my way back uh, to the, the main area. As you're walking through the grass here, you find a uh, you find a trodden path that other people have walked before, and then you see a dark shape in front of you. And someone turns around to look at you, and there's a very, very old man, a human, uh, almost bald on top with pale skin, uh, turns to look at you wearing this uh, kind of dingy, like, brown and green robe. And he just smiles big and gives you, like, a big nod. Oh, hi there. I didn't know there was anybody else out here. Oh, I was I was just taking a moment with my little fey friends. I... I, I didn't mean to intrude on your space if this is something you were... If you were trying to be alone, I, I apologize. He takes way too long to respond. And then he smirks and says, I didn't know there was anyone else out here. This guy is older than any human you've ever seen. His skin is so wrinkled he barely looks like a human. I would like to use detect magic. I want to get a feel for if he's really here. Oh, okay. When you cast detect magic, you see a lot of it within this person. They're certainly here, but they're dense with magic. Dense like bismite. Okay. Um, I step closer. Hi. He, again, seems to be not really tracking the conversation. He's looking at where you were, and then suddenly he kind of looks up at where you are. Like he's delayed on everything. Alright. He says, What is this now? And he's gesturing at the uh, colors peeking out of your hair. I, um, brush a hand through my hair and bring some of the fey buds on my fingertips closer to him so he can see. His eyes start to glitter, and he smiles real big. There's something unsettling about this person. He's got an energetic look to him, an excitement about him, even though he's so old. He's got piercing, bright blue eyes. His smile widens, and he says, Most interesting. Take a step back. Don't be afraid. And he steps towards you. What, what are you doing on this island? Are, are you here to learn, or...? Yes, I'm here to learn much, much about this place. He steps closer. I take another step back. He says, Come now. Um, I'm gonna use primeval awareness. Okay. Fiend. A fiend with little shot of celestial. Uh, I 
think I better go find find my friends. Uh. He shakes his head side to side. Oh. Nice to meet you. Cody! Cody! Cody, where are you? The old man's eyes flick open and he disappears. Cody! Cody! I saw you out here. You're far too close to the edge. You can't be out here when the clouds come around. Jordy! Hello? Ah, Jordy. Uh, Huber pokes through the mist. He says, you can't be this close to the edge when the clouds come about. You don't know half where you are. You're 100% right. I, um, I just saw someone. Ah, describe him. How big was the shell? Not shelled. He was he was human looking. Ah, uh, one of the miners then. No, he was something else. Very old, very powerful. Are you quite sure? He's uh, handing you a rope that is tied to his shell. And I I grab it. And I'm just still kind of babbling while I'm taking this rope. And then he just starts walking, and he's got you kind of tethered. I, I don't know where he came from. He seemed like he didn't quite know what was going on, but then I, I don't know he. I had a weird feeling. Are you sure it wasn't a bright bulb in the clouds? It wasn't a bright bulb. I don't know. Maybe I was... Maybe it was an after effect from the... From the smoke. I don't know. Ah. Yes, I heard about that. Terrible interaction. Perhaps the Driftweed is not for you. Oh. I've been having a weird day. You should take some rest. Get some soup. I guess. Let's move on to... Aaron. I've got episode titles for every one of our exploits. <laughs> <laughs> There's f- journey funeral for a fae. <laughs> to catch a cloud kip. <laughs> the search for soup. And trouble in Tower 13. Oh, <laughs> my God. Beautiful. Also good. If only they could all be episodes. It might be. Yeah. Micro episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron, uh, from up on that cliff edge when you guys were all having tea you saw that cloud kip uh it was kind of in this juniper grove a little bit farther down it's almost the bottom of the island at the lowest point you can go um so that's where you head that's your first starting point you've seen some of those bright bulbs up in the sky uh but now that the clouds have returned a little bit it seems like you might be completely out of luck aaron is going to um try to shift into april um, as close as they can so that if anyone spots them or sees them, they don't come and ask questions, hopefully, from afar. Sure. Um, I am going to look for signs of a cloud kip. Okay. Give me a survival check. This is a sort of natural ability to track things. Cloud kip's your favorite enemy? <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're getting a clock too. Well, we got it, folks. That is crazy. That's great because my survival is plus zero. (laughs) Shit, okay. You've been looking at the cliffs, the rocks, um, being that that's where you saw it in the first place. You would assume it's kind of in the same place, maybe in one of those little caves. But no, where you end up finding it is deeper into this juniper grove. You can see part of this area is very much man-made or tortle-made. This area is kind of set up like a museum. There's these natural rock spires, but planted on top of them are small manicured bonsai trees. 
somebody has gone through painstaking effort to trim these down into grand little bonsais. Clinging to one of those bonsai trees, you see a giant tailed cloud kip. The cloud kip has two modes and it is moving erratically or completely still. <laughs> you see it kind of like move in a spiral up this bonsai tree and then stop abruptly and stare directly at you with huge eyes. And then it breaks and starts moving again and stops again and looks up at you, kind of hiding behind the tree now. It's so cute. Could I see that it was, like, eating anything or interested in the tree for a certain reason? Uh, yes, it seems to be attracted to juniper berries that have grown on this tiny bonsai. Okay. I will um, pick up some berries, like, on a little branch Mm -hmm. and be like... (laughs) And try to make, like, a little... I'm trying to imagine what a fluffy cloud cat noise would be. <laughs> Let's all take a stab at cloud caps. I was thinking like a growl or I imagine it more like a puff, like yeah. Can you incorporate a puff into that, Maggie? <laughs> 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 Actually, okay. I think I like that the most. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The cloud kip is clinging to this tree and kind of sticks their neck out a little bit towards you when it sees the berries and it goes. Aaron says, come here, come here. It like moves its head sideways just to get another perspective on you and then shifts its head the other way. And its eyes are just getting bigger and bigger. But for all that, it's moving no closer to you. Aaron's going to just take very slow steps towards it. Okay. You're a pretty kip, aren't you? Make a stealth check. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing Aaron is soft about. <laughs> kip. 13. Okay. It notices you moving. It uh, squirrels. Well, it, it kips behind the bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, flees behind the bonsai again and hides from you, but doesn't leave. Aaron is just going to hold very still and just wait. Okay. And hold the berries out. Yeah. And kind of like shake them now and then, just gently. Okay. And yeah. just hold there as long as it takes. You occasionally remind the cloud kip that there are berries to be had. And after 15 minutes of standing there, <laughs> it starts to make its way towards you. It has made up its mind. It's going to try. It begins to climb you. It climbs your arm out onto the branch and starts eating the berries. And it's like the size of a kitten? Yeah, it weighs almost nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That was an actual involuntary sound that came out of Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) So Aaron wears like a cowl neck um, hoodie. Is Tortle April wearing a cowl neck hoodie? They are now. Why not? (laughs) Fair, okay. And they sort of shifted around gently and tried to um, scoop the cloud kip off their arm into the hoodie part of the cowl. Okay. I'll need a sleight of hand check for that. Like a baby Bjorn? Yes. <laughs> trying to swaddle this kip. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a kangaroo pouch. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Eight. Ooh. The, uh... Cloud Kip just sprunks right into the air and catches some wind, and you see it immediately drift back like a lost dandelion about 30 feet away from you. No. And it lands much higher on a tree. What color is this one? Are they different colors? Uh, so this one is uh, mostly gray on top and then white underneath. Hmm. That's fine. I want to hold out for a black one anyway. <laughs> um, Aaron sits down for just a few more minutes just to watch the Cloud Kip to see if it comes back at all. Yeah. 
you hear a, a crunch of feet in the in the gravel approaching this place. Uh, the cloud kip gets extra skittish at that and kind of moves out of sight for a mm. second. Aaron stands up and tries to hide. Okay. <laughs> Make that um, stealth check for me. Um, 17. A very large turtle, uh, the largest you've seen so far by a good deal, much bigger than Huber, is walking into this area. He's carrying a uh, large iron shears, like big scissors in one hand. And he's walking out to the bonsai, and uh, he begins just like trimming them up a little bit. I'm just going to watch him. You hear, oh, what's this? Come here. It's all right. Come out now. Come towards me. It's okay. You see that cloud kept start to move again. It, like, looks at him tentatively, and then it bounds out of the tree and lands firmly on his shell. Hmm. That's a good girl, hey? He just, like, takes one finger and just kind of pats it, like, from the nose up the head, and it seems to acquiesce. The the cloud kip is fine with it. He continues to trim his bonsai tree, not ever knowing that you're there. Um, Aaron's just going to watch him interact with the cloud kip for research, and then going to try to catch another one another day, and never reveal themselves to this turtle sure as he's there Aaron during that couple minutes of um, recon or research or monitoring this guy he starts to quietly explain what he's doing to the cloud cap he says you see this you know why we cut them like this it's so we make it look like it's much bigger than it is see here and Aaron, you're kind of looking from a distance, and you can kind of see what he's getting at. You know, the way he trims these things gives it the proportions of a massive, elegant tree, even though it's a miniature version of that. He says, It's beautiful, isn't it? Look here. Convince yourself of it. It's big. Can you see it? The cloud kip is just kind of interestedly, like, moving its head back and forth, not understanding a word that he's saying. He says... It's beautiful because we choose to see it that way. Perception's a powerful thing, eh? More things can be big. Eh? And he gives a tap to that cloud kip again. And then he just goes, ho, 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 And it kind of, like, bounds off of him back into the trees. <laughs> and he departs with that. Big thanks to Michael Caine for playing the... <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine. The turtle botanist. Yeah. You always have to have one very calm British man yeah. explaining things to you explaining in a beautiful botany way. Explaining to us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Poppy. Out for soup. You don't know where to go, do you? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Poppy just wanders the island until they find... Follow your nose. I mean, could I follow my nose? Yeah, give me a, uh, hmm, it might be a survival check. Or a perception? Yeah, perception's fine. Okay. That's a 12. Okay. Um, yeah, most of this island is very, like, damp smelling, very musty and piney. Not altogether unpleasant, but the one time that you do catch a whiff of food, it catches you like one of those hands made out of steam that draws you towards the pie cooling on the windowsill. It doesn't take much for you to catch this savory scent, but to track it down to the original source is a little harder to do. Mm. Thankfully, you do run into April, traveling down a narrow stone corridor. Oh, uh, April! Hello again. Hello. Um, I am trying to find that soup you told me about. Yes, yes, it's nearly time. Come with me. Perfect, thank you. 
Um, she leads you to a much larger uh, hut than the ones that you've seen before. Uh, again, this is made of largely cobbled stone, and then it has a kind of a mossy roof to it. When you enter into there, there's like seven other turtle in there um, of varying ages, some very, very young. Uh, Huber is in there as well. Mikey is in there. Uh, you see some other uh, young turtle hanging with Mikey, and soup is on. Uh, you can see a large jelly being like stirred around vigorously so that it's being like broken up into the stew. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Uh, is there a line? No, they're all just kind of lounging, sitting down. Okay. So it's not ready yet? No, not quite. Okay. I stand awkwardly by the door like one does in a cafeteria where they don't know anybody. Yeah. They all kind of look up at you. Nobody says anything and Mikey just goes, hi. Perfect. Hello. I go and sit by Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey gives kind of like a careful eye up to Huber and then Huber looks down at him and gives him a nod. And then Mikey looks at you and says, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's been a very interesting morning. Are you here for some soup? I hope so. It's pretty salty. Do you like salty things? I love salty things. Good, good. Uh, you like it then? Bright bulb soup is my favorite. Okay. Uh, I'm now a little bit more wary of the soup. (laughs) (laughs) Based on Mikey's taste and culinary ability? Yes. Yeah. Around that time, April meanders up to the vat and gives it a nod. It's ready. Uh, they begin doling out clay bowls of soup. So you just, you just... Eat it like soup? Mikey is grabbing, like, random shakers off the table and shaking different, like, salts and ground herbs into his. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you got to season it first. Well, how do, I, how do I know what to season it with if I haven't tasted it? That's half of the experience, right? Fine. Go ahead and eat unseasoned bright bulb. See what happens. Okay. I'll take a very small sip. It's like drinking salt water. Like, it's just salty and nothing else. So you're adding more salt to it. No, no, no. Don't you have seasoning spices? Yes, but I, I assume that they're different everywhere else. Of uh, course. These are from saffron. These, all of these are from saffron? Indeed. Okay, so um, tell me about them. Well, this one here, uh, it can make any spicy food not spicy at all. This one here makes any non-spicy food almost too spicy to eat. Ah, oh, interesting. Mm, um, I take out a little notepad and I'm taking notes. Do you know what they're called? Or We can cover that. I'm sure there's info in the tower. I'll write it down and you can just read it here. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. you write? I thought... Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> don't don't tell. tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> the secret book I... library. <laughs> We're all poets. No. <laughs> yeah, he uh, picks out a few that might suit your delicate palate that he recommends to you. Are there any that make something less salty? Of course. He uh, reaches for a dull green shaker, gives it to you. Some uh, very crispy looking herb chops fall out of it. What are these? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) It makes things not salty. Perfect. I'll add a little bit of almost too spicy, some of the not so salty, and then cinnamon or something. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's almost like drinking like a savory red hot. <laughs> It'll take some experimentation. Uh, hmm. yes. Suffice to say, the base of the soup is not all that unpleasant, actually. It turns out kind of like creamy almost. Okay, okay. Yeah. I will probably spend the rest of my week trying to perfect my own bright bulb soup recipe. And getting used to saffron spices. Yes. The real shit. 
Poppy, as you uh, finish off as much of the soup as you choose to eat at this point, Mikey just kind of asks the room in general. He says, what's for dessert? And they all kind of look at each other, and Huber says, I think we have more of the um, cake that you made, Mikey. And Mikey kind of, like, stares at the floor and, like, looks very ashamed. Uh, I think we kind of ate all of that, actually. Um, Ah, indeed. They did seem to enjoy it. Sorry. We did eat it all, so there's no no more cake left for anyone. So there's no dessert? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I might be able to whip something up. You see the simultaneous curiosity of Seven Tortle as they all extend their necks further and further out of their <laughs> shells and lean in towards you, and Huber says, What is it you have for us, Poppy? Well, I haven't made anything yet. Um... They all look at each other. Made? Yeah, I I bake. That's that's what I do. I'm a baker. Professionally. They all look at each other and start nodding. And what do you bake? Oh, all kinds of things. Cookies and pies and and Pottery. What? Pottery. Pottery? (laughs) You can't eat pottery. Although, I wonder if you could make an edible pottery. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's... There's bread bowls and stuff, so I, you could probably just move on to the rest of the... Mikey walks up to you with another small turtle around his same size. Mikey says, do you have um, sweets? I certainly do. I can make sweets. The one next to him says, we've had sweets before. They're really good. We, we get sweets like once every couple months when the whale comes by and we everybody gets sweets. And I mean, we don't have any sugar here on the island, but God, we love this stuff. Well, you're in luck, because i that's my specialty. I will make sweets. Do you guys have favorite uh, flavors? He looks in towards Mikey, and he goes, fuck yes. <laughs> Huber goes, Ralphie. <laughs> uh, do you guys eat fruit? We get fruit on occasion. What is it you intend to feed these children? Oh, it, it's not just for the kids. Ah, in that case, how can I help you? <laughs> uh, well... Are there delicacies that you guys like to use? What do you eat? Just bright bulbs? This island gives us a plentiful bounty. However, flavor is not our element. Mm, yes. Sustenance is what we have here. That's just in the Tower of Flavor. You'd have to go there <laughs> to find out more. Well, I, I still have kind of a backstock. I wasn't planning on going through as much of it as I'll have to for this, but I'm happy to make something for everyone. Mikey goes, I want a chocolate chip. Just one? Yeah. (laughs) I've had chocolate before. Four years ago, I got chocolate. Chocolate it is, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll go just whip up some chocolate chip cookies. Uh, Yeah, you come back in with them, and they are all seated at the table. Some of them have, like, bibs installed, like, coming (laughs) off of their shells. Forks and knives, they don't know what to expect. Plates, warm water, cold water, they are ready. All right. Everyone put your silverware down. You don't need those. Ah, of course. This is what we call finger food. They all start looking at their giant turtle hands and uh, back at you. Hand food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll dole out a cookie each. The first reaction is adorable. It's it's just Mikey smiling to himself, and you can see little tears well up in his eyes. When Huber does the same thing, it's a little unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> He reaches down and touches the side of your face with his total hand, and he just says, An angel unto this island. Oh, gosh. 
I wouldn't go that far, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to put smiles on people's faces. You see Huber's face kind of squinch in, and he just does like a, ah, so sweet. <laughs> too, too sweet? No, never too sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got seven extremely happy customers chowing down on some cookies in here. Oh, there's only seven of them? Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of cookies okay. to go around. Perfect. I made a large batch. <laughs> on the other side of the island, on the east end, in the shadow of a cliff, lies Tower 13. Standing before it, Doran and Guy. It is indeed the shortest tower on the entire island. If these are all the same size, almost the entire tower lies underground. Hmm. The tower itself is scarcely higher than the door, maybe 10 feet tall. Nobody's there? Nobody. Hmm. Is there anything indicating we need to stay out? I mean, aside from some ropes and a small chain on the door, uh, there is some writing that you do not understand scrawled onto the door. Well, here it is, Doran. Are we prepared to disobey our turtle masters? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a perception check, both of you. Thirteen. Nine. Ooh. Okay. You notice that this tower is quite close to a couple others. Uh, it's not, like, isolated, kind of off by itself. Uh, but you also don't see any other turtle around here, nor any of your party. Seems the coast is clear. I think we should stick with the group plan to wait to try this one out towards the end of our two weeks here. But good to know that it doesn't seem to be guarded. And Doran's going to walk around it, just kind of looking around, looking out away from the tower, but also glancing back to see, like, are there any, like, windows or openings in the roof or anything like that? Give me an investigation check. You know a little bit more of what you're looking for here. 14. Okay. You don't really get it, but kind of around the backside of the tower, you see just the vaguest outline of what looks like a chalk line drawn in like a rough door shape. Hmm. Do you see this guy? I kind of gesture with my elbow, looking off into the distance. Mm, uh, looks like some sort of marking. I'm not quite sure. Maybe all the towers have this... Yeah, it's curious. His door shaped? There already was a door, though. Um, hmm. No windows, it appears. I really can't believe nobody's guarding this. Maybe it's not as bad as they made it seem. Probably. I don't know. I don't really feel anything standing here. Do you detect anything? <clears throat> Let me see. No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to at least just check to see if it's locked, right? Wouldn't hurt to check. Gonna try the door. Uh, so yeah, Doran's just kind of like uh, maybe just like tossing a rock around, and then kind of leans up against the door, and then I'm gonna slip my hand down, kind of stealthily, just kind of check to see if it's locked. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, the kind of door handle that you'd have to like. Um, push down on something to get it to unlatch. Uh, when you do, though, the latch is stuck fast. It is locked. Okay. Yep, it's locked. Mm. I might need Aaron's help on this. Maybe we gotta catch a cat. <laughs> I have a question. Mm -hmm. How close were um, Dorn and Guy to where Aaron was looking for the cat, or is it not in the same area? Give me a d20. Let's check. A 20. Natural 20? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Holy shit. Um... So you actually have watched them approach. You watched Doran walk around the entire tower. 
the clouds aren't so thick here that you can't see them, you know, a good mm -hmm. 50 feet away as they are. So, yeah, I think Aaron, like I said, was just making their way back to the main area and just happened to hear them, like, kind of poking around Tower 13 and decided to have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in April's turtle form. Great. And I'm going to try to shake some bushes, like, nearby and make a little bit of noise to, like, sort of frighten them as um, Doran goes up to the door to, to see if it unlocks. Okay, yeah. Uh, you both hear that shaking bush. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Maybe it's a cat. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And I'm going to, like, fumble out of the bush. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't um, see you there. April, we were just checking to make sure it's locked. Um, after we heard everything Hubert said. Oh, um, yes. Hubert does not want anyone to go into that tower. What are you doing? Oh, yes. Trying it is to go into the tower. We, uh, checking if it is securely locked, as Doran said. Did you touch it? April looks deep into the eyes of Doran. You know, your prime archivist is a bit of a liar, April. If you touched it, we have to push you off the island. <laughs> Don't lie. As I was saying, um... The Prime Archivist is a bit of a fibber, I think. Um, I'm going to have to tell him what I saw. What I'm trying to say is, uh, April, uh, I was told sweet things are rare on this island, and I'm going to lean in towards April. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, April just looks confused. <laughs> you said you've lived here long, right? trying to charm me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you just see April's uh, has no lips and their little turtle mouth just closes tightly <laughs> and just like purses kind of in a disgruntled face at you. Oh, I didn't mean to offend. Um, I did not touch the door but may I also throw myself off the island? <laughs> <laughs> Now tell me, before I report you, what is it you seek in this tower? Doran, it's okay. I was seeking more information about the curse that afflicts me. Doran was only here to help. Mm -hmm. Cursed. Yes, I definitely can tell you're cursed. Well, it was nice meeting you. Um, good luck. Hope you know some flying spells. Oh, Huber! And uh, Aaron turns around and waddles off. <laughs> <laughs> and standing there is Huber, Poppy, and another turtle you haven't met yet. Let's rewind a second. Poppy. Yes. As they're chowing down on their delicious cookies, first of all, Journey walks in. Journey! Ha! Hello! Come over! Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I need to sit. Yes, yeah, sit, sit, sit. Here's a cookie. You haven't had one of these yet. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. And uh, she eats the cookie and just kind of looks a little befuddled. Uh, you look more confused than normal. I don't know. I think I... It's so silly. I think I might have seen something out there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being... Don't mind me. You keep doing what you're doing. No, but we're friends. I mean, if you're if you're concerned, 
do you um do you often see things that aren't there? No. Okay. I believe you. Well, maybe it, maybe it was real. Maybe we'll wait till we see the others and then we can talk about it. I think that sounds like a good idea. Just rest. Yeah. Mikey and Ralphie are both staring at you, finishing off the last bit of their cookie, shoving their fingers into their mouth. Mikey says, "What did you see?" It was it was nothing. I, I mean, you don't need to worry about it. This is your home. I'm I'm just a guest. Mikey looks a little concerned, but you hear another voice at the table. You hear, "Please elaborate." I saw a person, but I don't think he was really a person. He he looked like an old human, but then... You hear chairs move very suddenly, and all of the turtles start looking at each other. Human. Right. He is real, real old for humans. I mean... He looks up at Huber. Huber says, A human, certainly, that came on heaven's feather. Well, I don't think I'd ever seen him before, and gave me sort of the heebie-jeebies. Oh, that's not good. Indeed. We will have April take a look at your heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Describe this person. Uh, well, like I said, old for a human, but I don't think he was really human. Uh, and uh, kind of bald. I can, nothing on top. Well, I guess turtle. I'll kind of have. Um, anyway, uh, and then just real bright blue eyes. He was wearing some nothing fancy, just like old raggedy kind of. We will search for him. This is most concerning. Thank you for telling us. Well, of course. I mean, I at first I thought that maybe I was seeing things because of the smoke because I recently shared some knowledge, but... Ah, a driftweed hallucination. It certainly could be. Is this what you were trying to tell me before? Why didn't you just come out and say so? Well, you made it sound like maybe it was a, one of the brat bulbs and I didn't want to... I don't know. I, I'm a little out of my depth here. Perhaps I was dismissive. Blame it on low blood sugar, hey? Well, I took care of that. At this moment, everyone in that room starts to hear Guy and Doran. Because when they found the door and they found the chalk outline, they didn't see the echo bell hanging off the door. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hubert looks up and says, We have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Poppy? Come with me. You have some explaining to do. I do? On his behalf. Oh, uh, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> Journey, you may rest. I I apologize for before. No, no I, that's all right. I wasn't making much sense, so I'll, I'll just sit here and think about all of it. Very well. Uh, Mikey, Ralph, Donald, Leon, <laughs> please see to her comfort. Um. Huber is fuming the entire time. You're just listening to this conversation um, on your way there, Poppy. Uh, that grumbly, gruff other turtle is walking with you. As the conversation goes back and forth, you learn that other turtle, his name is Shred. He, <laughs> yes. He is their uh, prime lore hunter. Uh, he's the only one to have, uh, uh, one of the only ones to have left the island and come back with stories, uh, gathered lore. Okay, see, what you have to understand is that guy, uh, doesn't know anything about uh, the world and how it works. You hear a thump come through the echo bell, and you hear Doran go, "Yep, it's, it's locked." locked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, I don't, I can't speak for Doran. 
he's he's a whole other entity. But guy, guy really just wants to figure out what happened to him. And um, Papi, the truth will be made clear when we encounter them. You need not cover for them. But I I just feel responsible because he he's kind of under my wing, you know. I took him in when he had nothing, and he still he just has me. Understood. I will take mercy on him. Thank you. That's that's all I ask. You're now getting to the part where April is talking about pushing them off the <laughs> island. <laughs> you hear Huber go, holy shit, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to hurry up. Uh, he has all of you jog out to Tower 13, and you see them. It's you, Huber, and Shred standing together facing Guy and Doran with April, quote-unquote, turned around between you. April, what is the meaning of this? Oh, Huber, just in time. Um, these ruffians were trying to break into Tower 13, and now we must push them off the island. Uh, and uh, April is going to big wink one huge turtle eye, turtle eye right at Huber. Okay, no more driftweed, please. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Well, back to my cabin. and. <laughs> yes, indeed, and, and get yourself some tea. Indeed, Earl Grey. As for you two. I think we will just follow April then. I <laughs> think not. Oh. Told you so. <laughs> and then uh, April's going to shuffle off. <laughs> oh, guys. Guy. Guy and Doran. Hi, Hubert. I believe this was the one place I asked you not to go. And that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say sorry. We haven't done anything. All we've done is verified the door is locked and verified this is the number thirteen tower. It indeed seems shorter than the other towers, and uh, we haven't done anything wrong yet. <laughs> yet being the operative word. And what if it were unlocked? I imagine you'd be halfway down the tower by now. Nope, we were not going to go in. We probably would have warned you that it was unlocked and dangerous. Sympathize with me. How am I to trust you on this island for two weeks if in the first day you seek out the one thing I ask you not to? I think I heard a bell and just need like six minutes to (laughs) think that one through. (laughs) Poppy is just like smacking herself in the forehead. Hubert, I understand there's great concern about curses and all of that. One moment. You've called me Hubert a number of times now. <laughs> I must insist my name is Huber. Like, really, it's just Huber. Huber! I haven't seen it written out. I assumed there was, like, a silent T. And, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Huber. Roland. No D. Yeah. Roland. Roland. Hubert. Hubert. T's don't exist in this world. Yeah. Look. I understand there's great concern about something that's happened in the past related to curses. Um, you must know with your lore hunters in and out of the world that curses still exist. And in the right hands and carefully procured, some knowledge of curses could be good. I absolutely agree. That's why we've accumulated knowledge of curses here. However, as I explained, There was a terrible event here some 16-odd years ago. Nobody's been inside since? No one has come out since. That implies someone has gone inside. 
Unfortunately, yes. Some of our lore hunters, more suited to the task, thought they'd be able to cleanse this place. They were wrong. Forgive me if I'm wrong, and I didn't really pay attention in that class, but I, I thought that curses were taken care of. Like it was over? Hmm. You're referring to the, um, events of the Great Mountain Vindorn? Yes, that resolved a great while ago. Yeah, I thought they just took care of it, you know? That has not annihilated curses from the world. Has only stemmed the flow of the worst of it. Mm. Well, I dropped out, so you can't blame me for not knowing. Ah. <laughs> Huber, if I may, I believe you said one of the consequences of entering this building is that death would soon follow those who enter, is that correct? That has been our experience. What if one were to enter whom death has already visited? I know not what you refer to. However, I would take caution. This tower cares little for technicalities and qualifications. There are wretched things here. Creatures. Unimaginable darkness. I wouldn't recommend it. The knowledge you seek can be gained by other means, I promise you. Is this like a come back when we're a higher level thing? or <laughs> <clears throat> Shred, the other large turtle, steps towards you and says, um, if I may, uh, he looks towards Guy. Yes. Uh, General, if it's recollection you seek, um, it's not in the Tower of Curses. Like general, general information? You said general. I apologize. He kind of averts his eyes. He says, it's been a long while since I made my visit to Lodum, but... Do... Are you a general? Do we know each other? I was but a brief part of it, but uh, it seems I did not make an impression. Yes, we've, we've met before. Ten years ago now, general. Uh, and uh, what is your name, Tortle? I'm known as Shred here. If you know of my past, I might wish to ask that you could share some of this with me. You see, I do not recall a great deal of it. Still staring at the floor. I mean, Shred's an imposing dude, but every time Guy talks, Shred looks away and kind of flinches. He says, um, you did not make your history known to me, but you did to the records. I see. What tower may these records be found? You would find your recollections secured in a, um, an advanced storage in Tower 25. It's where we store records of war and torture and crime and atrocities. Ooh. Sir. Um. Oh, wonderful. I may seek this tower at once. You were is very concerned now with this reaction. He says, I'm afraid that knowledge will come at a high price. More stories? I'm afraid so. The knowledge secured here that you had apparently given us before was given a very high price. Um, pardon me, but, uh, sorry, Guy, if I could speak on your behalf. Please. He won't be able to pay that. He doesn't remember. Is there any way I can pay for him? Poppy. I have, I've lived a decent amount of life and I have much to speak on. 
I mean, I usually let you pay for me in all other senses. <laughs> well, that's because you can't touch gold, yes. but... Um, can Doran insight Huber here? Yeah. So what I'm trying to glean is he suddenly said this costs more for some reason. I'm yeah. trying to understand if there's an ulterior thing he's trying to get at. Um, yeah, four, 14 for insight. Um, yeah, you can see there's genuine confusion in Huber's face about this whole thing. But when he talks about the price, he is pretty dogmatic and adamant. He is trying to find a way to make this work for you guys. Like, he wants you to be able to get the knowledge, but this is against the rules. You mm. can't pay for other people. Uh, what kind of knowledge would pay for this? Well, I'd have to do some research, but it would have to be significant. Um, perhaps you have knowledge of bismite or new technologies. What if he could tell you a lot of recipes of foods you've never tried before. Seems like you could use it. <laughs> Tempting, it is. However, Poppy, even the recipes of saffron do not compare to the um, implications of war crimes. So, so he'd have to go get more stories? I'm afraid so. Sorry, Guy. I tried. To think I was this close. This brings us to another point of concern. Already you have attempted to go somewhere we've begged you not to go. Now you have another such target. I must implore you on this island to not take that which is not granted to you. Please. Can you let Aaron know about that rule next time you see them? Um, of course. That is probably very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're usually pretty good about that rule. Yeah, we've never taken anything that doesn't belong to us ever. It's like Aaron already broke into Tower 25 as this conversation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so one of us cannot go in and learn about it and then go tell Guy? We don't control the flow of information once it is given. However, Guy, your stories will always be filtered by the person giving you the information. You will never experience it firsthand in this way. Well, that's not quite the same. What do you think, I? For a long time, I've wanted to know who I was before all this. Rules or no rules, I do not think a locked door will stop me from finding out. Very well. There's kind of a moment of tension. Shred says, I will enforce the rules on this island, no matter what it comes to. Guy places his hand on the hilt of his sword. Oh, let's, why don't we talk about it a little more? And I think we'll end it there. Thanks everybody <laughs> so much for listening. I am Tim, your DM. I am John, still playing Doran and nervous. I'm Maggie, and I play Poppy Kenmore. I'm Thomas, I'm Guy. I'm Tara, and I play Journey. And this is Hannah, playing Aaron. <laughs> playing April. <laughs> playing Aaron, playing April. <laughs> See you in the next one.